Good morning and aloha. I am honored and thrilled to be here with you today. Thank you to Pastor Brian, who I believe is part of our online community this morning, for the opportunity to preach. It's truly a privilege to share in worship with each of you this morning. Today marks the first Sunday in Advent, a season of expectant, intentional anticipation, a season of waiting. I don't know about you, but I don't usually enjoy waiting. I go to great lengths to find a route which will hold the least amount of traffic to avoid waiting on my journey to any destination. I strategically pick lines at the grocery store or the gas pump. I try to analytically evaluate the lanes at the front gate of the base that I work on to ensure that I, I get to work as quickly as possible. We live our lives constantly trying to avoid waiting. But now, in the season of Advent, we purposefully wait. We posture ourselves in a state of waiting as we intentionally engage this season of anticipation for the birth of Christ. Perhaps it is what we do in our waiting that really matters. Meaning is created when we engage in the practice of waiting. Our central text for today comes from the book of First Thessalonians, a letter from Paul to the people of Thessalonica. This community is made up of a group of new believers who are eager to discern the call to follow Christ with their lives. This is widely accepted as Paul's first letter, which gives us a view into the early church's discernment of how to engage in the world after the life, death, and resurrection of Christ. This community, like many early believers, were confused and somewhat troubled by the season of waiting they found themselves in as they believed the return of Christ to be imminent. This focus, central to their faith practice, begins to distract them from their purpose here and now, to bring forth God's intent for their community. Paul invites them into a life filled with the awareness and assurance of God's presence within their world. I would classify myself as a Christmas enthusiast. I love the festivities, decorations, good food gatherings, music, the whole package. I do, however, discipline myself to wait until the day following Thanksgiving to put up the Christmas decorations. I then get to transform my home into a display of my Christmas zeal. My favorite part of decorating each year is placing the ornaments on the tree. This is also the one activity that I insist my husband participate in, well, besides the assistants dragging out all the aforementioned boxes. As I was partaking in this tradition this weekend, I began to reflect and realized I value this experience together 
because the ornaments we place on our tree tell a story about the places we have visited, years we have spent together, and memories made which have created what now feels like home. Our decorated tree portrays the journey that forges in the best of times and on the days when we get it right, the comfort of loving and accepting one another of home. We all long for that serenity of our ideal home. The theme that will characterize our journey as a church this Advent season is close to home. As we enter this season of waiting for that which is yet to come, we also celebrate that which is manifested in the birth of Jesus Christ. The tension created in this celebratory anticipation feels almost as if we are close to home. Perhaps you carry memories, emotions, or spiritual experiences with you into this season that make our candle lighting and celebrations today feel tenderly like returning to home. Or perhaps that tension manifested in your life in a way this year that leaves you yearning to be close to home, to be living in the realization of Christ in our world. In our text, Paul writes to this community knowing their hearts and their desire to fill, as he describes, what is lacking in your faith. This letter to the church at Thessalonica begins in the first three chapters with a celebration of friendship and fellowship that Paul enjoyed with them, and then it transitions in our passage to a little bit of training on how to live with one another. He declares the great joy and thankfulness with which he is filled as he reflects upon their relationship. Paul has walked alongside this community as their hope manifested as faith in Christ. This partnership has been one of blessing for both Paul and this church, especially Paul as he finds himself a nomadic apostle. This foundation was important and is one this church is obviously drawing upon as they find themselves in need of direction and growing weary in their pursuit of faithfulness. He acknowledges the importance of the comfort felt in their union, but he quickly urges them to prioritize the forming of their own sustaining communities. For it is in the encouragement of one another neighbor to neighbor, that they manifest that reassurance that they are seeking in Paul and ultimately still in the physical presence of Jesus. It remains his wish and prayer that God may direct their paths to cross again, but he recognizes, even in this small way, the tension present in wishing for clarity and comfort when being called to action. We sense the emotion present not only for the church, but for Paul. 
He desires for their faith to continue to grow and knows that it requires a shift in their focus and most importantly, their firmly held hope enacted. He gives them the recipe for success and simply urges them, love others as we have loved you. Advent comes at the same time each year. We are surrounded, even here where the weather is no indication that December has arrived, which I am greatly thankful for, by decorations, lights, parties, music, all pointing us to the realization that the Christmas season has arrived. While this season brings a number of joyous festivities, Advent marks the beginning of the church calendar. We begin the church year with a period of waiting, remembering the presence of God with us and expecting God's continued presence and action. As I reflect upon what it must have been like to be among this Thessalonian congregation, as one of the earliest believers in the reality of Emmanuel, God with us, I sense the excitement of the newness of this beginning. This new year in the life of the church invites us into such a reflection of our foundation, our excitement about the reality that God would dwell among us and enact the promise that all things on this earth will be made new. We light this first candle today. This first glimmer of candlelight in this place of worship as a symbol of hope. In the midst of the worst pain, grief, hurt, or suffering, we are reminded that we can call upon God with hopefulness. Paul was inviting the church in Thessalonica and its very infancy to this hopefulness, to believe that even if Jesus was no longer standing among them, they were bringing forth his goodness in the way that they loved one another. Paul's assertion to turn toward one another reveals an important aspect of our faith practice, community. It seems obvious and is certainly a topic that we spend plenty of time talking about in church, but the gravity of its role in this passage demands a mention. Paul's insistence reveals a conviction that in order to daily muster faith and hope in God's promised continued action, they need each other. How often, when we find ourselves in a season of doubt or grief, do we resist the people surrounding us? We seek the right answers, and perhaps this church was doing so with Paul who guided them in their early faith, but in reality, we often need to turn to the people beside us, living in our reality and engage our questions and struggle. 
This provides us a means to share our stories, to learn from one another and celebrate our joys. We are called to cultivate communities where we hold hope for one another in the joys and the trials, contributing toward a revelation and understanding of the often surprising action that God has been up to all along. Paul knew the tired people of Thessalonica didn't need another visit from him. They needed each other. God faithfully acts in our world and in our lives. We take this time to begin our church year yearning for the fullness of Christ when we celebrate the coming of Christ in our world. We celebrate what has passed and anticipate that which is to come. As we take part in this season each year, we may find ourselves at various points of this cycle of our humanity, calling upon God and remembering God's action. But each year, we come to this first Sunday of Advent, and this little flicker of light gives us hope. Perhaps we, like the early church, find ourselves yearning for something real and tangible among us that holds our faith, that feels like home. In the concluding verse of our text for today, Paul ensures that he does not squash the vigilance of this church's anticipation as he urges strength of heart in holiness, that you may be blameless before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus with all his saints. This tension remains as he finds purpose as just as their eagerness to await the coming of Christ is indeed important, their action in the waiting is just as essential. They needed the reminder that while we find ourselves only close to home, we are filled with the purpose to bring the glory of home, of Christ among us, to fruition in our actions toward one another and within our world. Advent, in anticipation of God coming to earth, in human form, the word made flesh invites us to remember and make meaning of God's activity in our past, present, and future. We begin with hope. How might that hope manifest within your life as you engage in Advent this Christmas season. May this season stir within you a remembrance of God's presence. Whether you find yourself in a period of trial, in need of reflection on that time of vulnerability, or in expectancy. As we come together in this place each week, we will watch this candlelight grow. As this light illuminates brighter each week, as we anticipate, we watch with hopefulness for the fullness of Christ. We actively engage 
seeking our role in bringing forth the fullness of Christ in our midst. Let us pray. Gracious God, may we be filled with even just a flicker of hope, of light for the path of the journey which brought us here today. As we begin this season of waiting, grant us patience and perspective that we might become more aware of your presence and purpose among us. Embolden us to be the church we are called to be to one another. Empower us to act upon our calling to do your work in this world. Amen.